the vibes. We're back with another one. Momootsy, BJ Armstrong, the Hoop Genius Podcast, back and better than ever. Fifth day this week, Monday to Friday, every day on your airwaves. The podcast you need to know, the podcast you need to listen to for your daily dose of NBA basketball. BJ, how are you doing today, my brother? Woo, Mo, Mo, the NBA was on fire tonight. Listen. I don't want to give it away, Mo. So I'm gonna let you do the Listen, intro. Me, I'm gonna let you. Hey, I'm gonna let, let you, you something. Do, do your thing and stir it up. Stir let it me, up, Mo. Let me tell you something. You know, if someone said to me, Mo, if you had to compare your podcast to an NBA player or an NBA team, who would you compare it to? Now, you know, some people might say the Grizzlies. They're young and new and exciting. Some people might say LeBron James because it's sustained excellence every day of the week. But you know who I'd compare it to? Who, Mo? Who, Mo? The people want to know, Mo. This is the Giannis Antetokounmpo podcast. Because in under 30 minutes, you get a game-changing performance. You get a generational talent in just 30 minutes in your ears. Because last night, Giannis Antetokounmpo became the first NBA player in NBA history to record multiple 30-point triple-doubles in less than 30 minutes of play. So let's dive straight into the next 30 minutes of your life is going to be transformed with NBA knowledge because we're going to break down Giannis handing an absolute whooping to the Golden State Warriors. We're going to talk about the first trade this of this trade period, I want to say, because the trade deadline's coming up in a month. Yes. We're going to dive into that. We're going to talk about a few other things, but before we get into all of that, let's look at the results from last night around the league. Golden State Warriors held a mighty L to the Milwaukee Bucks. That wasn't just any L. We'll talk about that one in a sec. The Grizzlies extended their win streak to 11 games. The Pelicans beat the Clippers 113 to 89, which is interesting because there were rumors that Kawhi was going to come back this season. But now I'm hearing Paul George is not going to come back. So they're going to rest Kawhi for the rest of the year. Everyone's available for trade and they're going to retool over the summer and try and run it back next season instead. Mm. Is mm. an interesting strategy. The Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic absolutely pulverized the shorthanded trailblazers. Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP, doing what he does with a near triple-double again. But then, remember yesterday when I told you about the trap game? The Brooklyn Nets at home. The OKC Thunder coming to the building. Now, I know, uh, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving didn't play, but they still held the L. 130 to 109. Shahjus Alexander, 33 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists. Lou Dort, 27 points. Josh Giddy, 19 points. A couple guys off the bench doing well. There's the trap game I warned you about. Just the hoop genius in the building. But BJ, I know you want to talk about that man coming out of Greece. The Greek freak, the Nigerian nightmare, whatever you want to call him. You better call for some help. If you're talking about Giannis, <laughs> that man is a one-man wrecking ball. Three blocks Mo, to go along with a triple dub. Mo, Mo, Mo. I want to say your name three times. Because right now, my friend, you can't tell me that the Milwaukee Bucks franchise didn't have this game circled on the schedule to make a statement. Mm-hmm. This was not a coincidence. This wasn't, we just played well and shot well. They came out focused. They came out to make a statement. We the best team. 
we got the best player and there's nothing you can do about it. And when they were up 20, they was trying to get up 30. When they was up 30, they was trying to get up 40. The only thing that stopped this beat down tonight, Mo, was 48 minutes. The game had to end. <laughs> now that the lucky. Milwaukee Bucks, yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks came out tonight focused. It was now no that, doubt about it. No they're lucky. About it. They, they're lucky this game wasn't in the Chase Center because we might have seen that arena empty before the fourth quarter buzzer. Now, now, Mo, I, I got to believe that the Warriors are going to figure out something. Or no Draymond again. We do have to put that okay. in because he's a huge part no, of the no, defense, Drew, so. no, Drew, no Drew Holiday. No Drew Holiday. I uh, know how Steph Curry has an excuse for just 12 points then. That's a... Uh, okay, there's no... A, a they, big no Draymond, okay. MVP no Drew. case. And, and no Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is up for the season, though. No, he's coming back. Is he coming back? I'm hearing yeah, he's, he's out. He'll only no, come back for no. the playoffs. No, he's coming back. He's okay. Coming back. You, okay. You know, I don't have to go to a source. I spoke within <laughs> the organization. I'm not going to even go to a source. Oh, I, I spoke. Plug. With... BJ don't need to connect. He's right with the plug. This is this is what they said. They said he's coming back. Okay. You know, they didn't give me a timeline, but they said he's coming back, and they expect him to be back. I'm with it. So, I'm with it. Um, you know, I but. I was, I, I, I'm shocked. You're talking about the Golden State Warriors. I mean, some people had them, they were already handling them the championship just a week ago. And the Milwaukee Bucks now has thrown some shh in the game. <laughs> we have a friendly Mo, podcast Mo, over here. <laughs> we got a friendly podcast with Mo. If my mom was listening, she would mm. say, shut your mouth. Because right now, <laughs> there's a lot going on. The season is wide open. I don't want to hear about who's the favorite. We have some people. And put your name in the hat. Mm. Now, in this hat right now, Milwaukee's in that hat. Facts. Brooklyn's in that hat. Facts. Phoenix is in that hat. Facts. And, and the Warriors are still in that hat. I, I, I want to add, add a name into that. Put a name. Put and your I, name in there. And I, I know not a little, lot of people talk about this right now. I'm putting the Miami Heat in that hat too. Well, if we go put the Heat in there, let's put the Grizzlies in there. I'm, I put it because you got to bear in mind the Heat are up to second in the East now, and that's without J Jimmy and Bam. They've been injured and down bad for a hot minute, and they're still winning games. Their role players have been playing great basketball. Guys like Max Struess and you know all these, all these guys have been stepping up. They've got the additions of PJ Tucker. They've got even random guys like Omari Yertsevin coming out of Turkey, putting up. Right. He, he was the first. I like him, have, actually. I really like him. I he was like the first player to have more than three games in a row with 15 rebounds since Shaquille O'Neal as a rookie or so. Something crazy like that. I like Yertsevin, my, my Turkish brother out there. Um, you know, they, they've got a good team. They've got a real good team. They've got a great coach in Eric Spolster. So I think the Heat. A lot of people aren't talking about them right now, but you know, I think that they they need to be in there too. I, I can I can roll with that, Mo. I can roll with that. But if you're gonna put the Heat in there, I'm going to put the Grizzlies in there. Okay, so we got six. We got six people in the hat. But make no doubt about it, the Milwaukee Bucks, they have made a statement, and the best player in the league has made a statement. Mm. I'm the best. I'm the best, Mo. He's the best player in the league. 
Now, I've been saying this for how long now, Mo? I've been saying this. A hot minute. He, now, he is clearly, he's clearly put his name in the hat in the MVP conversation. And Milwaukee, when they get all their players back, I'm really excited now for the second half of the season. Yeah. Because today shook up everything in the NBA. Because a lot of people forgot about the Milwaukee Bucks because the thing with Giannis, and the reason why I don't think he gets enough respect is everyone's so used to it. It's normal for him to play 30 minutes and put up 29, 30 points. And everyone's because he's been doing it now for two, three, four can years. Can I ask you a question? Mo, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. You know, Mo, we casually say this now, but I don't want to let this get by. And can you please explain to the listeners, to our audience, all the people who rock with us, how difficult it is to get a triple-double in 30 minutes? No, that's crazy. That's every time he does it, I don't believe it. Because you got to think about it. For a player to score 30 points in 30 minutes is difficult. Let alone get 10 or more assists, okay? 10 or more assists and 10 rebounds. That means that you are literally pushing the pace on a whole different level because you're grabbing the rebound, coming down the court, and on almost every possession, you're either scoring or getting one of your teammates a bucket. It's, it's almost impossible for a normal person, even for a normal NBA player, to get 30 points, to get 10 rebounds and 10 assists. How much did he finish with last night exactly? He finished with 30 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, three blocks on 11 of 17 shooting. Eight of 12 from the free throw line. He's conquered his free throw demons. But to do that all in 30 minutes where for a normal player getting 30 points off in 30 minutes is an achievement. Because some of your favorite scorers, they take a good 40 minutes to get their 30 points. So we need to give the flowers to Giannis. I was just looking at this. You know, TNT had a really cool graphic of Giannis's trophy case at just the age of 27. Now, I am oh. also 27 years old. And all I have is this podcast. Whereas Giannis, <laughs> I, have, I have this podcast and too many sneakers. But Giannis has an NBA championship, finals MVP, two NBA MVPs, defensive player of the year, a Kobe Bryant all-star game MVP award. He's on the 75th anniversary team and he's got a most improved player award. And no doubt his jersey, if he retired right now, his jersey would be retired to the rafters in Milwaukee. Oh, we got, don't we have to put a statue out there? Oh, 100%. Without question. Okay. As long as it's not designed by the person that designed Dirk Nowitzki's statue. Because that was a horrendous design. I don't know if you saw that. Well, I, I thought it was like a, you know, wasn't the, the one that's going outside. It was it's, the one, it, you know. It's a replica of the one that's going to be huge. Yes, it's, it's a replica. Yeah, yeah, just... The, whoever just thought putting those three basketballs on a string, I'm not going to say what I think that looks like, but if you see a picture, <laughs> you guys will all know what you think that looks like. And I'm not going to say it, okay? But we're going to keep it moving. We had some trade news come through yesterday. Um, you know, the trade deadline's just over a month away, so Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams Terania started to get heated up. You know, they're shaking off the dust, getting ready to report on some more trades. And it was the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. Yes. Which is yes. surprising to see those two teams do business because you would think that they, they don't want to help one another out. But Cam Reddish is heading over to the New York Knickerbockers along with a second round pick via Brooklyn in exchange. Oh, also Cam Reddish and Solomon Hill, who's out for the year with a hamstring injury. So he's not going to play 
in exchange for Kevin Knox and a first-round pick, top 19 protected via Charlotte heading to Atlanta as part of the deal. Now, BJ, we've spoken about we've spoken about Cam Reddish um, previously on this podcast, but why do you think the Knicks have made this move? Because they weren't one of the teams that a lot of people had down, and their roster, they didn't really give up. What's confusing to me is they've traded for Cam Reddish now, and they've given up Kevin Knox, who wasn't getting minutes in the rotation anyway. So where are they going to find the minutes for Cam Reddish? Does this mean there are more moves on the way? Great question. Great question. And I think the Knicks' philosophy here, if I can try to incorporate the way they're thinking or take our, take our audience inside, is anytime you can acquire talent or upgrade your talent, you do it. You mentioned earlier, Mo, Kevin Knox was not in the rotation. And sometimes it doesn't mean that a player can't play. It just means that that player maybe doesn't fit into the philosophy or the style of the current coach. That's why you make a trade. Kevin Knox is a very talented player. Mm. I happen to really like Kevin Knox. I liked him in college at the University of Kentucky. I thought his first year prior to Tibbs getting there, he showed flashes. And then suddenly Tibbs gets there and he just doesn't fit into Tibbs' style of play. Tibbs likes grinders. He likes guys who- defense. And Knox- Todd Gibson. Defensively. and, and And that's not Knox's, that's not his game. Now, a change of scenery is good for some players. I think this will be good for Kevin Knox. I think Kevin Knox needs a change of scenery. Clearly, he, he wasn't in the rotation there. Doesn't mean he couldn't play. He just wasn't in the to- rotation there. He was drafted in the first round in the lottery for a reason. Now we're going to get a chance. Hopefully, we he will get a chance to play and show what he can do and why he was drafted. Because he's still very young. At you know, I think when he drafted, he was the youngest player in the NBA. Yeah. Now, Cam Reddish, I think he, now I don't see how the Knicks cannot, cannot afford not to play him now. And mm-hmm. not only not play him, I think they got to pay him to justify this trade. Yep. So it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how they're going to incorporate him in an already stacked lineup with wing players in particular, RJ Baird, who's had back-to-back 30 point games. His great friend who went to Duke university with him on the same team. Yes. Um, You, you, you have Julius Randle. You have players, you know, um, the kid Burke, is it Burks? Alex Burks. Uh, Yeah. Alex Burks. Burks. Evan Fournier. Burks. Evan Fournier. When Derrick Rose comes back, Kimber Walker. So, to me, there's going to be a logjam. Evan Fournier, like you mentioned, there's going to be a logjam. But I think Cam Reddish has to play now. You, so I think this puts the coach in a, in a situation to figure out how to divide up these minutes. And more importantly, they got to figure out how to win games because they are expected to get into the playoffs. I like the fact that the Knicks, Leon Rose, the front office, gets their business or tries to get their business done early and doesn't wait for the deadline like all other teams. I mean, you you were inside the Derrick Rose deal, you know, when he went to the Knicks and that was done earlier than the deadline. I respect it, getting ahead of the curve. And, you know, apparently the Lakers offered two second round picks in exchange for Cam Reddish and a few other teams were talking, but he's been unhappy in Atlanta for a while. He doesn't feel like he can grow into the play he wants to grow into being there. And it's completely understandable. He's got high ambitions and obviously he's not high on the pecking order in Atlanta with, you know, Trey Young and then they've just paid 
you know, Herter and Bogdanovich and John Collins. So, right. you know, also reportedly everyone in Atlanta is up for up for trade aside from Capella and Trey Young. <laughs> um, so that's that's another interesting story we can get into. But but, you know, I, I like Cam Reddish. I think he's a really talented basketball player. I think he hasn't had the yes. opportunities he needs to succeed. I, I think he can team up with RJ and I think they can grow together well because RJ has been playing really good basketball of late. The youngest Knicks player to ever score back-to-back 30 points uh, in, in different games. And they're just two-thirds of the puzzle because they're Duke right. teammate. One Mr. Zion Williamson, if he ever gets healthy again, right? I don't think he's trying to stay around in New Orleans. That's just from mm. the outside looking in. Mm. But I mean, you see your two best friends in New York City. It's a possi- possibility. But while we're here, can we give a little love to RJ Barrett? Of course. Let's do it. We had the you, Knicks you know, UK the- fan club tweet us yesterday asking for the exact same thing. Yeah, I, I think we should really highlight RJ Barrett over the last two games in particular, back to back 30 point games. And I think this is a great sign for New York fans when you start to see young players put together good games in this instance, great games and put together a string of like great play. And RJ Barrett was the third pick in the draft. And I think now he's beginning to come into his own. What I've always liked about him is he shows up to the game and he competes on both sides of the ball. I've always liked that about him, always respected that about him. And now he's beginning to find his way on the offensive end. And by the way, He's a little better athlete than I thought, Mo. He's had some nice dunks in the last couple of games. Oh, oh, you he know, had okay. a windmill the other night. Yeah, I, a, I didn't even know. I didn't know that, that was. Oh, listen. I thought it was like Obi Toppin. I thought it was Obi. I, I, I was, was like, just about to on? say he's been spending too much time with because after that windmill, did you notice what he went up? He said he said something to yeah, Obi. Yeah. Like, I got, yeah, I got. Yeah. So, so here's here's the thing with with RJ Barrett. Like, I think he often gets forgotten because everyone loves to discuss the two players that went ahead of him in Zion and yes. Jarvis because of just excellence and Zion's excellent when he's on the court, but obviously his injuries is a big topic around him. Um, you know, so I, I think RJ Barrett is, is slyly kind of creeping up the agenda. And what I love most about him is the way he's responded to the Knicks fans booing that team because Julius Randle, we discussed his response, but if you've noticed this run of form since that incident has been all RJ Barrett. He's been the one on the team yes. who has stepped up yes. and said, let's try and win these games. Yes. I'm tired of getting yes. booed. And for a young yes. player on that team who's not a veteran to take that on his shoulders, I'm really, I'm really, you know, I'm impressed. I'm, impressed. I, I'm a really, I, you know, look, Zion is exciting. John Morant is just off the charts now. But you know what, Mo? Slow and steady wins the race. When it's all said and done, R.J. Barrett is going to average somewhere between 17 and 22 points a game for his career. He's going to continue to get better. And I like the fact that he stepped into the fire when the fire, when they got hot in the kitchen. He stepped in there. And, and, and he didn't just say what's going on in there. He grabbed the reins and said, I can handle this. He I went can do full this. Gordon Ramsay. He hey, took control of that the, kitchen. The New York Knicks, clearly, they drafted the right player at that position. 
Yeah, they got a really great player. I don't know who he's going to be, but I'm going to say this about him now. Whoever he's supposed to be, Mo, he's going to be that. Yeah. And that's the sign of a great player. He's going to be RJ hey. Barrett. He don't need to be no he's one gonna else. He's going to be. He's going to be Yeah, RJ he's going to be terrific. So, and, I, and I love it. And I just wanted to point that out with the Knicks fans. What great I job. Am, they got a great player. What I am excited for is Saturday night, this weekend, the Knicks oh. and the Hawks go head-to-head. I don't oh. know if Cam Reddish is going to be ready to suit up for that one. But if he gets on the court and drops, drops sign, if he drops 20, 25, man, it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. Well, I know one thing. If he does, my phone will be ringing. And I know, (laughs) (laughs) and I know who's going to be calling me that night. And that'll be nice. I, the game in the game, the game inside of the game. We love That's it. right. That's right. Well, tonight, let's look at some of the fixtures that we've got going on on your Friday evening. We've got the Magic and the Hornets. The Hornets, I'm expecting to make some trade moves before the deadline. They need to get a big man on that roster at the five spot. And I'm also hearing that PJ Washington is available in trade talks for them. We've got the Raptors and the Pistons. Cade Cunningham continuing his nice form. The Raptors, Fred Van Fleet, NBA All-Star Fred Van Fleet. And, you know, just... Fred Van Fleet and all these really tall athletes hey, who are causing hey, havoc hey, on hey, defense. Mo, uh, real quick, real quick. Uh, Bo Bo, what do you think about that? That was rescinded. The so trade the, was rescinded. The Bo Bo trade was rescinded. And I didn't know what to make of it. And then my friend from Europe, DeMontis Motti Yunus, hopped onto Twitter to say that the Detroit Pistons did the same thing to him and numerous other players. The last five trades to be rescinded in the NBA have all been involved in the Detroit Pistons. So I'm not sure what to make of it because I have no idea of this process. He was saying that the medical is not done by the team. It's done by the doctors in the hospital. And then the team looks at the results. But I don't understand what he was trying to get at because otherwise, what's the motivation for them to even do the trade in the first place if they didn't really want Bobo on the roster? But if it is what it is at face value and, you know, he just failed the the medical. I hope he gets well soon. I hope he can get healthy because when he is healthy, he's a very interesting prospect. Yeah. You know, I think you're right, Mo. And if I remember correctly, and I, I'm going to have to really, and I, you know, I'm going to have to really kind of go back and, and look at my notes from the draft. I think he had some medical things coming yeah. into the draft. That's why he slipped. Yeah. He had a because Mo, when you. Yeah, I, I, I think if I remember correctly, um, I got to go back and, and really fact check that because he's a terrific player. This isn't a talent issue with him. I think he's had something and I don't I'm not sure I'm not privy to something in his back. medical. Yeah, it, there must be something that there must be something that's there. So I think that's something we should keep an eye on Mo. maybe hear what's going on, because a lot of times. You know, having made many of trades in my, in my days as an executive, it's the team's job to reveal what the problem is prior to the medical. So what this sounds like to me is if you know a player, especially he's on a rookie deal has something and he's like a second round pick. Mm. So it's, it wasn't a financial thing. It was not like a max player. And all of a sudden you found something in his back or whatever. I think this is a, a medical thing where it probably wasn't revealed. I'm just guessing now. Yeah. Probably something wasn't revealed. And then the Pistons medical staff said, listen, I don't know what they're saying, but here's what we're saying. It's your call 
executives if you want them. But here's clearly what we see on the medical. And then now it becomes between, is it worth the risk? Yeah, reward? because, well, tonight the Pacers are hosting the Phoenix Suns, who are red hole ran out. But the Pacers, of course, did that trade for Karis LeVert. And they discovered what they discovered with Karis LeVert's health. And that trade still went through. So it doesn't automatically void the trade. You're right yes. in saying it's up to the teams. And of course, another player who had a lot of red flags with the medicals coming out of the draft was Joel Embiid, who's managed to now yep. get healthy. He's been on a crazy, the past month, he's been balling out of control. And yes. tonight, he has the chance to destroy the Boston Celtics as they go head to head. And then we've got an interesting one. Can the Warriors bounce back as they meet the Chicago Bulls on the road? Woo. Because the Bulls are trying to bounce back from the big L in Brooklyn. The Warriors are trying to bounce back from the big L in Milwaukee. Only one team can hold the L tonight. Who have you got for that game? I have the Bulls. Hometown team. I, I have I have the Bulls in this one. And the Bulls, right now, you know, I, I told you last night or yesterday, I was really concerned about that loss the Bulls took. Mm -hmm. Because the Bulls, unlike the Warriors, lost on the road. The Bulls lost at home. This was a game where the Bulls had an opportunity to really, you know, let the rest of the league know, especially in the Eastern Conference, we are for real. This is not a fluke. And they, they just dropped the ball. Bro. There's no way to, there's no other way to put it. They were down huge at home in a big game. It's a wake up crowd. Call. Yeah. It's a wake so up call I, that they needed. It's better to have this happen now. So you can figure out for the rest of the season. Well, I think now the rest of the Eastern conference in particular, the two teams that we just mentioned, we put in the hat at the beginning of the show, the Miami heat, they're gaining a little confidence by this they're going oh this team maybe is not as good as they as their record indicates clearly the milwaukee bucks have confidence because they went in and took care of business not only last year they went in and beat the, the brooklyn nets handedly in brooklyn mm -hmm. and i think they feel very confident because they don't even have a full roster like everyone everyone had you know yeah. they have something so i just think the bulls now are in a must-win situation because if they lose tomorrow night, tonight, I think, or tonight, yeah, guys, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, the if the Bulls lose tonight, I think then you're going to see teams say, "Oh, Washington will be like, oh, mm. Philadelphia will be like, oh." <laughs> <laughs> Eastern so Conference has got some win. Eastern Conference has got yeah, some good teams all the way down through the playoff spot. So yes, Charlotte, I think I think they have to win this game to let everyone know we just had an off night, and yeah. you know, you know, as they say, don't believe the hype. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Miami Heat host the Atlanta Hawks tonight as well, which is going to be an interesting one. The Cleveland Cavaliers, the young Cleveland Cavaliers, and Evan Mobley head to the San Antonio Spurs, and then John Morant and the Grizzlies host Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks, which is going to be point guard battle to watch between those two guys and then the Kings and the Rockets, which um, should be very exciting. Our good friend, Jack of the Sacramento Kings was once again, stressing that the Kings didn't make a move for Cam Reddish, but that is tonight's action. We're going to be back with you on Monday, five days a week. We told you in under 30 minutes, you get the best podcast you need. Word to Giannis and to Kumpo the most dominant player in the NBA right now. 
the best Mo, player on planet Earth. Thank you. I, I, I'm glad, Mo, that you and I can agree on that because, you know, that was a subject of debate. Well, everyone, and right now, man, everyone gets into it. Oh, KD, oh, Steph. Well, here's my thing. Basketball is a two-way game. We're not talking about the best scorer on planet Earth. We're talking about the most impactful, most dominant player on planet Earth. So I'm not even talking about the 30 points he scores or the 12 assists that he dishes out. I'm talking about the defense. I'm talking about the defense that don't even show up in the stats because the opponents don't want to take the layup when he's lurking in the paint because his massive stretch Armstrong arms are coming to swat that off the backboard. That's what I'm talking about. Greatness personified. You're seeing it, Mo. You're seeing it. And, and this kid down in Cleveland, Garland, they had a nice win the other night that's going under the radar. Mm-hmm. They had a nice win against the Utah Jazz. And he showed up, Mo, and he showed out. NBA All-Star Darius Garland. That's what I'm Darius, saying. Hey, hey, Darius Garland may very well be an All-Star this year. Okay? This Cleveland Cavalier team with this young kid from USC, University of Southern California, right out here <laughs> where I live, Evan Mobley, he's the real deal. And I like what Darius Garland is doing. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of injuries for this Cavs team as well. And they're still pushing yes. through and, and playing, even without their veteran, Ricky Rubio, who was a huge part of their success yep. towards yep. the start of the season. Got your guy now. They got your guy over there. Who's my guy? Rajon. That's, I'm still mad because... <laughs> Rondo. Let's not even get into that, okay? But I need okay, to... we don't want to get into that. Can we just get in before we close? All right. Your Celtics, Jalen Brown, because we're always on them that they don't play well together. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown and Jalen... Tatum, Jason Tatum. Jason, Jason Tatum. They both played well. Mo, Second game in a row. They had a conversation. They sat down and they figured it out. I think a lot of it is media narrative because in games that they have played together in their career, they have a 70% win percentage. The, pre- the, the problem is not those two together. The problem is everything around them is not very good. And that's with all due respect. But that's a conversation for another day. This has been the Hoop Genius Podcast. I have been Mamusi. That has been BJ Armstrong, NBA champion. You guys have been amazing for listening. Thank you to everyone who supported us this week. Thank you to everyone who shared the show, everyone who tweeted out the show, everyone who left reviews, everyone who gave it five stars on the thing. We got mad love for all of you. We'll be answering more of your questions next week, so get them in over the weekend. BJ, any closing remarks before our listeners go off and enjoy their Friday, enjoy their Saturday, and enjoy their Sunday? You could be doing anything else in the world, but I want to thank you for rocking with us. What's a hold? Love, 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 and we'll see you next week. Yes, sir. In the meantime, you guys know what to do all weekend. Make sure you get buckets. <laughs>